This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wetsmo King's Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, joined amazingly by both my co-hosts this week, Jane and Dane. I was worried you two were going to start your own show, uh, but then realised that I write the scripts, so that's fine. Uh, Jane, good to see you. Yeah, it's good to be back, the three of us, finally, after it was like forever. Have you warmed up yet? Yeah, the journey home last night took me till I got home to be able to feel my toes. <laughs> it's triple socks is always my advice. <laughs> uh, Dane, good to see you, minus the uh, replica shirt. Yeah, no, good to see you. Don't worry, me and Jane would still hired you to write the scripts. <laughs> like we wouldn't have got rid of you completely. Someone's got to make you sound intelligent, right? Uh, now, it's not just the three of us. We have a very special guest, uh, a legend of the Chelsea FC women's fan base, uh, somebody who notched up their 150th appearance last night. Uh, it's the Chelsea Women's Sports Group's very own Kerry Evans. Kerry, welcome back to the show. How are you? Oh, hi, guys. I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me back. Uh, it's always our pleasure. Now, 150 games going to watch Chelsea, not playing, obviously. Uh, a remarkable achievement. Why don't you tell us a bit about that period, Joe, your first game, your most memorable, your favourite? Was there, when I first joined, I was going by games to myself. So, like after the, like six years following the team, to like have a great like just like great friends from the group. So it's like it's just amazing for that journey. I mean, some of my favorite games: um, the um, semi-final against Man City at Staines when France scores a 190th minute winner. Um, you could, of course, when you win, win the league the first time, the FA Cup at Wembley for the first time. Yeah, it's just been an amazing journey. Yeah, Kerry's sort of been there for it all. And if you don't sort of already know of her, then you should do because she's, would you say you're the face of the Chelsea Sports Group? You're the face of the fan base? 
Uh, no, because everyone plays their part. So I, I like, it's not just me. There's like loads of us. Yeah, and rewarded with some celebrations from Emma last night that, that Jane said you did share, but me and Dane didn't get any. When you're next there, we'll, we'll throw you. Actually, no, Jane's got the remaining lots. There's some sitting in my fridge. fridge. Yeah. So. <laughs> They're in the fridge. It would be you that took home the box. Kerry gave them to me. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, so the reason we're actually here is to talk about Chelsea's 2-0 win against... I've got an West important Ham. question for Kerry. Okay, let's get that then before we get into the game. Yeah, it's, it's obviously really good. Talking about obviously her 150 games and all that, and one of the things I've noticed most was when you got that box of chocolates the other night, what, what chocolate did you go for first? Malteser. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I would have been snickers yeah. the Malteser. That's my important <laughs> question, Dan. Yeah. yeah, thanks for that, Dane. Always the hard-hitting questions on when to mow Kings Meadow. Get into the facts you need to know. Um, now, as I said, we are here to talk about Chelsea's 2-0 win over West Ham at Kings Meadow on Wednesday, the 26th of January 2022. Chelsea started it in a 4-4-2 slash 4-1-4-1 formation, depending on what website you look at, uh, with Anne Katrenberger in goal, uh, Neve Charles, Millie Bright and Nick Newen, and John Anderson in defence. Aaron Cuppert, Jesse Fleming, Sophie Ingle and Guru Wright made up a midfield four with Kirby and uh, Harder that should be in attack. Messed up my own script. Could be a job for you somewhere, Dane. Uh, Emma did make four substitutions, bringing on Bethany England at halftime for Guru Wrighton. Jess Cards came on for Jesse Fleming, Drew Spence for Penilla Harder, and Alsu Abdelina came on for Frank Kirby in the final moments of the game. And that left just Sakira Muzovic and the rare sighting of Lauren James in the flesh as an unused sub. Uh, Stats-wise, Chelsea had 57% possession, 19 shots, 10 on target, 6 corners and 6 fouls to West Ham's 43% possession, three shots, none on target, one corner and eight fouls. Uh, Jane, no Bethany England from the start. This is what we predicted in the preview show. What was the reaction like inside Kings Meadow when the team news was filtered through? Um, it's sort of, I know when I read the team news, it was like, oh, it's just the same team as usual. I was gutted that Beth didn't get the start as I thought like she would be getting the start in this game. Um, and I think a lot of fans are sort of feeling the same. Like, we just want to see Beth play. She's got this opportunity. Now Sam is out in the playing the Asian Cup. Um, so it's sort of just, why isn't Emma starting her? Yeah, questions we were asking, maybe ahead of West Ham in the Conti Cup, but then the front three performed well, Brighton they didn't. So maybe there's an opportunity there. But again, I didn't expect her to in this game. But as we'll get into, she had an impact. Uh, Dame Emma deciding to stick to that back four uh, we saw a lot more stability against Brighton uh, and again yesterday you know West Ham no shots on target do you think until Magda's back we're going to stick with the four yeah it's, it's keeping the kettle boiling isn't it it's uh, you know, well drilled they looked strong solid organised and uh, obviously clean sheets so you know a lot of good managers do like to start at the back, you know, at the back, you know, once they've got an organisation and structure. And then they uh, then they obviously build through the midfield and the forward. So, yeah, I'd expect us to stay with this for the foreseeable future. Yeah, defence wins you championships, as they say in the States. Uh, Kerry, the first half then, lots of chances for Chelsea. Kirby missing one, Harder missing a few headers. Was there a sense starting to creep in amongst the fans at the ground that this was going to be another another game where we just couldn't score? 
yeah you could you could feel it especially like we james next to me and like we could just this we were all like every time we're missing a chance we're like oh not this is not another game not another chance we're missing because it's not just been this game and it's been like last year from like Reading really and then Juventus like so it's not just this game yeah it's not a normal phenomenon for us to not score goals over consecutive sort of games and it, it I felt it it was it's like it's just not going to go in again uh Jane at half time obviously Beth comes on uh she replaces Guru Wrighton what was the buzz like in the stadium then? Because people were asking her to play and then here she is coming on at half-time to hopefully turn around what we just spoke about with Kerry, a lack of a lack of goals. Yeah, it was quite exciting to think actually finally she's going to be able to get this opportunity and she's going to get a good 45 minutes to sort of show what she can do. And at the time we were thinking we just need her to come on and score and we was lucky enough she did manage to come on and score. Yeah, Dane, she really changed the whole game for Chelsea, really, didn't she? That presence up front. She brought Frank Kirby to life. Panilla was still fantastic. But the whole performance just had a bit more zip and it was more vibrant, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, she's a proper, very cliche, so proper proper forward, isn't she? A little bit, little bit of old-fashionedness about her, you know. I can imagine she just loves to score goals. I remember seeing a documentary about Ian Wright and he, another uh, footballer who liked to score goals, and he would celebrate scoring goals in training like he would in a, in a proper game. And I, I can only imagine Bethany's like that, you know, a solid striker. So I thought sometimes her touch looked a bit off, but that's, that's not due to her, 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 her play. It's just due to lack of time. But anticipation, you know, we, we need someone through central, you know, stay central, play that proper forwards role. And anticipation to follow up the shot was was a typical striker. You know, a, a striker will score enjoying those goals just as much as a belter in from 30, 25 or 30 yards. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I was trying to think of her last goal. Uh, I might be corrected, I'm sure. All I could think of was the 3-3 free, free against Wolfsburg in early October. I might be wrong. Maybe she scored in one of the other cup competitions, but... You know, again, it's due to lack of time, but, you know, we're, we're, we're big fans of her on this show. You know, I've openly said, uh, I we've not, not, it's got nothing to do with me or they will care, but she, 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 she moves to a new team with my blessing. You know, she deserves to play. She's a top centre forward, top forward, top striker. And uh, she needs to be playing at this uh, this uh, stage of her career. She's probably in a, reaching the prime now. And in the summer, yeah, I see her go. So, you know, if you're going down to Kings Meadow, you get to maybe meet her, you know, have a picture of her, get her autographed and make the most of it because I think she'll be off. But, you know, while we're still, while she's still with us, you know, just appreciate her because she's one of the finest forwards in, in, in the football game. Yeah, I think you're right about the goal. I don't think that's a goal that Harder or Kirby sort of score because it's a natural sort of striker's instinct mm. to judge the goalkeeper might palm it out, and she did, and she was there. Kerry, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because in that first game back against West Ham in the Conti Cup, the front three did work well together of Fleming, Harder and Kirby. We see that Emma stuck with it against Brighton, understandable. Um, she only got 10 minutes in that game. She had a header. She missed that opportunity. But... Yesterday, she got a chance, a real chance to showcase what she's about again. And she certainly made Emma take notice of her, didn't she? Yeah, I think um, you do wonder if she's had some issues with COVID, maybe. I'm not saying she has had, but like just with Melly and stuff like that, you wonder if there's a delay why she's not been playing from the start. But yeah, we all know what Beth's like, and she's a goal scorer, like, and she just loves playing for the clubs. So I hope. 
I reckon she'll start on Saturday, hopefully. Yeah, Beth's mum's liked one of my tweets in the game. She didn't start, so I guess from her liking it subconsciously, there's no COVID issues. She just wasn't picked. Talking of Beth's mum, Jane, we spoke to her in the summer, obviously, on our Patreon series. Um, if you want to listen to that, subscribe to our Patreon. Um, you know, you know people close to her as well at the, at the ground. To see that performance and what her mum spoke about, how she, she loves the club, she wants to play, she wants to do well, and it was just lovely to see that performance from her because she really put everything into it, didn't she? Yeah, I think with her getting the goal as well has sort of helped her sort of show what that she deserves a start and she don't deserve just to sit on the bench all the time. And I think the performance, she had a really good game that second half yesterday. And I think a lot of people will say, like, you can see how passionate she is for the club, like her reaction when she scored. And I think just hopefully the next few games, she will get the start she deserves and she deserves to sort of start. And I'd replace her with a lot of people on the team. The players that started yesterday that I would have swapped her out with. Yeah, I won't ask you to name names. Um, no, and call them I'm out. not going to name any names. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as Dane said, with her, a touch sometimes was a little bit off. That's understandable. Maybe she was trying maybe too hard. And if she gets a run of games, it becomes a bit more natural. And we see that Beth we know. Uh, Dane, let's ch- just take a quick look at Chelsea tactically in this game. You know, setting up in the 4 4 2 slash 4 1 4 1, whatever you want to call it. You know, Fleming in front of Ingle in the middle of the midfield. Um, we played some really good football in the first half, I thought. We got in good positions out wide. We got the ball in the box. We had great opportunities. The criticisms I would say was that I thought Kirby was pretty invisible in the first half. Apart from that one chance he had, that was pretty much it. Then the second half, a complete swap to sort of what we know of our forward line, where Kirby's got space to run into. She's playing off of the striker. Harder's obviously doing the same. You probably see less of Jesse, but she's further back doing a different job. But is that the blueprint, that second half of what Emma's going to do now in the next few games? Because we've got a big run of fixtures coming up. Well, I don't know. It's, it's hard to obviously second guess Emma, which I've said quite a few times. You know, we all thought, you know, going back to Bethany England, that Beth would be starting quite a few of these games and she hasn't yet since obviously we come back after the break. Uh, so... I like I like uh, Fran off as the second striker, so she can wander a bit. If you had, for example, you know, Bethany England through the middle of and, and Fran playing off her, I always thought England should go that way. I always thought England should play uh, England. Obviously, the national team should play, you know, with Fran and then uh, whoever with her as, as the main striker and, and build the team around Fran. That's I think how, how talented she is. Uh, regarding the tactics, yeah, I thought you know uh, Sophie Ingle did a really good job. You know, it's a uh, it's you know, she does all the dirty work, doesn't she? You know, screens the defence, sweeps up, and uh, you know sometimes it's, it's unappreciated the role she does. But you know, when you've got when you're in a big team, you need someone to do that to do that job and just to allow the you know the attackers to flourish. That obviously gave a new role to Fleming, another talented, versatile midfielder who we we sort of question where she can play. You know, in recent weeks, obviously. Well, obviously, in the recent weeks and recent games, more in the last couple of months, she's been playing up in, in, in the front three. And this time she had Ingle to protect her and she was playing a lot more deeper. But, uh, yeah, if, if we're going to Villa, it, uh, without going ahead of ourselves, you know, I would look at a Bethany starting with, with Kirby or 
or Penilla play an offer and 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 maybe rest them because as we're going to talk on later, aren't we? We've got some big games coming up, and you can't just be going with uh, Fran and Penilla, you know, all, all those times. So you've got to mix it up and keep it. Fit. I was sort of hoping Lauren might have at least got five or ten minutes, but she was clearly there just to make up numbers, just to sit on the bench. Maybe she, she she's nowhere near it or a couple of weeks off, but enough to be on the bench. Uh, just to be around it. But yeah, you know, again, yeah, I'd like to see Bethany up there with Fran just playing off her or Penella. Yeah, Lauren was there just to make the coach a bit cheaper for everyone. Chelsea uh, Women Sports Group joke there for everybody. Um, yeah, but I agree. We'll get into that obviously later in, in the show. Uh, Kerry, in that second half, I think Emma switched formations four or five times and you needed players like Eve Charles, Jesse Fleming and Aaron Cuthbert to do different jobs and switch things around. You know, how, how important is it for Emma, for those players to be so flexible for us to be able to change things within games in moments where it might be a bit difficult under pressure and we can just switch things up pretty quickly? Yeah, especially with the lack of players that we've got at the moment. So it's important that everyone, like, we can't be predictable. So if you're swapping players around and, like, when Jess came on, Neve plays forwards, further forward. So... It's, it's an important part of the team. And Emma likes fle- uh, flexible players. Yeah, talking of flexible players, Jane, Erin Cuthbert stood out yet again with another top performance. You know, first half playing on the right looked very dangerous. Second half, she comes in the middle and I think that's where she comes alive in that midfield position. Um, rewarded, obviously, with a fantastic goal she scored. What did you make of her performance? Yeah, no, I think Erin had a really good game. I think she's been playing really well recently. Um, I actually missed her goal because I was in the toilet. But the supporters group will know there's a thing with me going to the toilets end up leading me, leading the team to score. But I didn't even hear anyone celebrating that they'd scored. So I sort of walked out the toilet and I was voice noting a friend. And I looked up, I was like, oh my God, we've scored. Like, it's 2-0. And then I missed the fantastic goal. Have you watched it back yet? Yeah, no, Kerry got it up and she showed me it. So I was like, oh. At least, at least me going led us to score another goal. So I'm not, I'm not gutted. I missed it. My only question is, where have you not been going to the toilet for the last five games? Oh no, I did it at Brighton. <laughs> I went about three times and it didn't work. First half I went once and it didn't work, and then it came to the second half. I was like, this time I actually do need to go, and it actually worked. She it went off the like... sneakily the chocolates, Dean. That was it. There's no toilet. Just finish, finishing off those celebrations. <laughs> Just follow the rappers, you'll find where Jane is hiding. Um, Dane, looking at Chelsea without Magda Eriksson sometimes is a bit shaky at the back. But yesterday, you know, as we already said, West Ham, no shots on target. The defence seemed pretty solid and there was no real issues at all. And how much of that was down to the performance of Anik Nguyen, who was superb in my opinion? And who still hasn't played like a lot of games for us, if you if you consider we're coming to February or like a run of games, you know, sure. And it sort of fits into the ethos of what we expect from a from a Chelsea defender, you know, strong, no nonsense, confident, composed. And you think to think she's like only 22. You know, I've been so impressed with her in the little I've seen of her. You know, and I said, as I said, such a short space of time regarding her Chelsea career. If you try and think of the levels, it makes you wonder, you know, what she can hit. Because at the moment, I'm not seeing no weaknesses, you know, and all her attributes, 
at the age of 22 make me think she can hit world-class levels and I would, won't be surprised. I know as, as football fans, you know, without, without blue tinted Chelsea glasses on, we get carried away, but I'm seeing like really solid, really good levels. And I, as I said, I still don't think she's had a run of games, you know, a good run of games to get her form up so we can really see, you know, like a good six to 10 games, but wow, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. And as I said, at the age of 22, you know, it's blowing me away of, thoughts of what she can become yeah she really read the game well which impressed me she stopped a, a couple of counter attacks just by reading where the ball was going to be um she looked like she played next to millie for quite a long time and obviously as you said she hasn't really played that many games for us uh so that's obviously very pleasing going into what we're going to talk about later a big run of fixtures without the captain uh kerry we've mentioned lots of top performances you know, Cuthbert, england charles newen Anyone else you want to give a special mention to that impressed you yesterday, that stood out? I mean, you could shout what she wants. Especially, especially when, I think it was the end of the second half, she just went buzzing through to the front. But I think there were the four to doubt. Yeah, I think there's probably a case you could say that every player was sort of at least a seven out of ten, which is obviously important going into uh, a big game against a rival like West Ham that everybody steps up to the plate. And even the subs uh, did well as well. Uh, the good people of Discord voted Erin Cuppert as our player of the match, uh, which although I would give it to Beth for her impact over the 90 minutes, I think it is Aaron. Uh, Dane, thoughts on that? Agree with that? I get, well, you know, whilst we, whilst we're just praising Anik, you know, you've you got to think of Aaron as well. You know, she, she's 23, another one which she probably could reach major levels, you know, really high. But again, it's her versatility, which I think plays against her because she can do a job in a number of positions instead of just sticking to that one and showing, you know, how good she can be, you know. I, 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 I can similar to the men's game with Conor Gallagher. You can imagine that she's just got like an engine and she could run all day. I remember Tuchel saying, uh, you know, just what he's he, he's training with Conor, but he could, you know, he could wake him up at four o'clock and five past four, he'd be on the training ground running around like a madman. And I could just believe Erin's like that, you know, lives, sleeves and breathes football. And she's, you know, she, she, she she's such a workaholic. And having said that, I thought, who stood out the most to me was Neve Charles. Uh, you know, I think uh, when 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 Emma was obviously earlier in the season trying to stick with a free with the wing backs again, she was one of a f quite a few players who was who was who was being asked to like sort of uh, learn a new position. And you got to remember, she is an attacking player, so asking her to play right wing back, you know, you're changing her complete game. If you look at some of the successful wing-backs in, in, in world football, they've got to have a good engine. It, it's really fitness levels to play that. And I think she struggled for a while, but, uh, you know, on uh, last night, I thought she was amazing. I thought, again, she changed positions a few times. I thought she looked energetic. I thought she looked, she looked fitter than I've, I've seen her. You know, she was passing well. And um, the reason I'd give it to her is because, not that I was critical of her. I understood that she was, she, you know, she was learning the position, so it would be hard. You know, if anyone's played any sports and someone tells you to go and play in a different position you're used to, first you get a little bit of yump, and and second you just feel a little bit, you know, a little bit lost. But 
I thought she was amazing. And, you know, I noticed that and I asked all credit to her, I thought. Yeah, I think she was a victim of that opening day defeat to Arsenal. And I don't think she played particularly well against Brighton, but she was, as you said, very good as well um, yesterday. And for Erin, you know, she was given her 150th appearance uh, frame with the shirt. Um, and I think at 23, she's played 150 times for Chelsea. And how many years she's got left in her, she could easily break 400, 450 appearances for the club, which is, you know, mad to think about really uh, some quotes from Emma after the game she said I am just happy we scored scrappy goals I have the team who want to score the most delightful goals we want to walk the ball into the net we don't score enough goals from what we create the reality is we needed that goal from Beth her response to coming on was great um, which probably right that they do try and walk the ball in sometimes Jane rather than just go you know, score yeah it did seem it seems like that there's too scared to score like there's a competition who can score the least goals than who can score the most goals they seem to just sort of run the ball in and then they sort of stop and think oh my god what do I do and then if they shoot they should have passed and when they pass they should have taken the shot so I think I think starting from Saturday is going to be sort of a new us with scoring goals yeah it was two shots from Erin actually that created two goals obviously Erin scored one herself and then her first one was saved um, and maybe that's something from her in that midfield position where she will shoot I know Fran and Sam like to find each other with passes rather than score uh, sometimes and yeah it can be a case of just one touch too many um, but we scored twice we won 2-0 back up to second in the table one point behind Arsenal who are currently playing um, against Brighton does anyone know the score right now? Um, I will have a quick look. Right, and they're winning 3-0. They're not yeah. playing Chelsea, though, so they're not. <laughs> Brighton only play well against Chelsea. The Arsenal manager's been sent off for uh, confronting one of the Brighton players. I don't actually think it's kicked off yet. I think it, it starts at half seven. Oh, it starts at half seven. But it's still nil-nil. <laughs> Brighton are doing really well because it's two minutes before kick-off. Um, so we'll see by the end of the episode what's going on there. Um, Chelsea are back in action this Saturday in the FA Cup, fourth round away to Aston Villa. And we'll be back after this break to talk all about it. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? 
Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to Wentzmo Kings Meadow. Time now to look ahead to Saturday's FA Cup clash against Aston Villa in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, but before we do that, during all the fourth round ties, the Women's Football Fans Collective are encouraging all supporters to join in with their chant, no ifs, no buts, we want equal FA Cup. Uh, the Women's Football Fan Collective is saying that we are involved in as a podcast to help you know support them and, and push their message out. We're one of the only WSL clubs involved um Kerry I know the supporters group have retweeted the statement um about the chance on the 51st and the 71st minute um are you going to be involved on Saturday at the game trying to get this chant going yeah I think we'll do more promotion tomorrow about it because of the game but yeah it's, it's an important message to push out so we're happy to do anything we can do to help yeah those of you that sort of know women's football uh Nat who's a Man United fan uh who's quite well known uh, will be at the game. She's known for her voice, so she will get the chant going. Uh, so if you're there, uh, join in. It's quite a simple one. Uh, Jane, obviously, in the fourth round, the winner of Chelsea versus Aston Villa will receive £2,000, uh, the loser £500. Uh, if this was a men's game, the winner would be getting £90,000. It, it's just not sustainable for women's football to have that much of a gap, is it? Yeah, no, not that much of a gap. Or- we know that we're not going to get equal pay, but to have a prize fund of a lot more than what it is now, so sort more towards the men's pay would be a lot better. Just because it, you should deserve you deserve what like the same amount, no matter if you're a man or a woman. Just because men get paid more, it's just it's just one of those things. But I can't see us getting the same as the men. But I'm hoping something will change and we'll get a bigger amount. Yeah, don't you. Did you say £500 the loser gets? Yeah, £500 in this round if, if you lose your game. So, for, for example, we're obviously a, a, you know, a Chelsea podcast, so we, we, we're hoping and expecting Chelsea to win. So if Aston Villa come, you know, come down, that's, what's that going to pay for, their coach? You know, it's yeah, pretty important. The amount of smaller clubs that lose money, and they shouldn't lose money because it's an FA Cup competition, so that's where the whole, it should be more equal to the pay. They shouldn't have to lose money to enter a competition that's run by the FA. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just, you know, having having been involved, some knowing about coach trips and all that, especially bringing those down. I don't even think that will pay for their coaches. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not what you can say about it. Really, it's 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 uh, 
makes you wonder if it's again you know if it's a load of people in charge you know like the old saying jobs for the boys and you know yeah the other thing is the fa actually do pay expenses for clubs so your coach travel would be covered it only comes in this round when the wsl teams are involved so for clubs in rounds the qualifying rounds one and two and three there's nothing and obviously the prize money is even less mm-hmm. in the lower rounds and there was a story i can't remember the club but they lost their game uh they received like a hundred pounds and the referee cost more than that well there you go they lost money just from paying a ref and playing in the fa cup and you know jane said we you know we we're not expecting equal but the fa runs both these competitions mm. uh, they are doing the same job if you're sponsoring the FA Cup, as Emirates sponsored the Men's FA Cup, you should sponsor all the FA Cup. Mm. All that prize money should be shared out equally. Because how often do we talk about in the men's game in the third round when a, a Chesterfield come to Chelsea, how big that was for their club because mm. of, they got all that you know, income from a big game. Obviously, it's a bit different in women's game because ticket sales obviously aren't as much. Uh, but that prize money from being in there shouldn't hinder, as Kerry said, um, your club or cost your club to play in the FA's competition. And obviously, women's football isn't as big as men's football, but they were banned for so long. And they've only had sort of 50 years to, to get going and, and try and get to this level. So the men's game needs to do more. I think if you're a Premier League club and you don't have a women's team in the WSL, it should be a source of embarrassment. And it should be a source of embarrassment that the FA pays such small prize money to the women's game. And it's you know, great that we have people like Vitality that sponsor the tournament. But even the final, you know, 25,000 Chelsea got last year for winning. And it was 1.8 million that Leicester got for winning, winning the men's. You're never going to grow women's football without that investment. So that is my argument. That's why we got involved in the Women's Football Fans Collective. Uh, if you want to find out more, their Twitter at is at WF Fan Collective. Uh, we will tweet about it. The supporters group is going to tweet about it tomorrow ahead of the game. Um, there's lots going on. There's, there's a Twitter space happening now. Uh, so there's lots going on. Hopefully it, it makes a big thing. There's lots of press stuff about it. So hopefully it um, makes a big impact. Let's move on to look at the game then. Aston Villa in the cup. Another WSL club we got a face. You, normally you would expect Emma maybe to make changes, Jane, but the reality is there's not enough players to do that. Um, so perhaps Lobby probably two changes to the team, if that. Yeah, I think with the injury, like realistically you'd change. Although it's a WSL team, I still think Emma would have made quite a few changes, but obviously with the injuries we've got and the shortage of players, we are only going to be able to make a couple of changes to be honest it wouldn't shock me if Emma sticks with the same team and she doesn't make any changes yeah nothing shocked me with Emma Hayes anymore uh Dane I would like to see Chelsea play a 4-3-3 and I think it means you could potentially put Harder and Kirby on the bench to rest them ahead of the big games coming up but it is always a risk not to play your best players isn't it? as we found out in the past Mm, but yeah, but as, as Jane said, you know, we're so limited. I don't know where we're at with with players coming back. Uh, 
you know, I, I haven't heard anything. Uh, you know, as I said, the source of information is 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 just about rumours on Twitter. Uh, I haven't looked on Twitter enough to see if there's any news or if anyone might sneakily come back. Uh, the last I heard was was seeing a surprise that Lauren James was back in training and then she made the subs bench a couple of days later. I think she's way off. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It's, you know, it's it's uh, again, you know, probably in the morning of the. She might even leave it last minute, Emma Hayes, or, or she's got an idea now. But it's, it's, she's going to base it on, on the players she's got. She has to, you know, you know. I, I've said, you know, I said on this podcast before. I said another podcast before. Sometimes you just need to write down the players and work out the formation then because who the formation then suits. Uh, four three three. Yeah, I suppose if you're looking at right and left wing. Uh, Maybe Aaron right wing and Bethany through the middle. I suppose you can prevent put Spence and Ingle and uh, um, Fleming in the in the middle. Yeah, it could work, but no, I think she'll stick to what she's done. You know, this sort of season, you know, it's you know stick with what's working. It's more about the results, not the performance. And you know, the last two games, it, it's looked solid. Uh, and luckily, we got the two goals as well in 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 the last game. So hopefully, we just we can carry it on. They've learned. You know, we was sort of discussing recently, will, will she change? Will Emma Haynes change from the three at the back of the win backs? And, you know, some were saying yes, some were saying no, we didn't expect it to. But maybe the lack of players has, has, has forced, her, forced her arm. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd expect her to stay with the same formation she, she's used for the last two games, you know, Brighton and, uh, and the team we beat the other night. West Ham, sorry. <laughs> no long ago. Um, Kerry, I'm sure you remember the the league game away to Aston Villa, which was that 1-0 win. Uh, they've now obviously added Jill Scott to their squad um, on loan from Manchester City. They have a good manager in Kyle Ward and she'll be looking at Chelsea thinking, perhaps this is the best opportunity we're going to get to beat them and knock them out of the FA Cup. Yeah, she's been really like tactical and she knows what she's doing. We had a tough game in the league, so I don't expect anything less. So she's gonna, It's going to be a half-full game. Yeah, I think this is this is the time, Dane. I got a question for you, for you, Dean, Kerry, and Jane. Uh, considering she was, she was on loan for the rest of the season, would you have been interested or happy if we would have gone in for Jill Scott for the rest of the season, knowing that she can do a job in midfield and defence when we're short of numbers? Or would you put your blue tinted glass on and go, "No, she's a City player. I don't particularly like her unless she's got an England shirt on." So no, I wouldn't want her personally. No, you don't think she's good enough for Chelsea. Even when, I'll be honest, even when she plays for England, I don't really like her that much. So, I was going to say the same thing. And her going to Villa is no threat to us. She's literally gone on, she's gone on loan to hold out to the Euros so she can get playtime, so she can get picked. It's, it's, Villa would suit her game more than Man City. Man City, she gets exposed, the pace gets exposed because they're quite attacking, but Villa sit deep. So, so you, you, all you're going to see is uh, defensive strengths, but you're probably right at Chelsea, she, she, she might get exposed. What about you, Dean? I agree with Jaden Kerry that I don't think she's good enough and I've never really liked her as a player for England either. But I understand the question you're asking because we are so thin mm -hmm. and we haven't signed anyone, as far as I'm aware, since we've recorded. Um, and the transfer window is obviously shut domestically, but we've got till midnight for internationals. It just depends what the situation is with with uh, with Melanie, but obviously we we don't know that, we won't know that. So mm. we'll see. I think we needed probably another body, but I'm not particularly sad that it's not Jill Scott, um, mm -hmm. and we'll be fine without her. 
I wonder if, if Emma Hayes did ask the question, you know, not to, uh, you know, her or Man City, but just to the coaches, you know, would you think she's versatile, well, versatile to an extent, you know, central midfield, central defence. But, yeah, no, it's a, it's a debate, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. I think we should have looked at Jordan Nobbs from Arsenal, who's not playing that much, uh, that side of player. But we'll mm, see if I anything like happens in the last, what have we got to, 11, three hours, I think. Yeah, three hours and a bit to, to make something happen. Three hours, happen. 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I think Emma's probably already in bed, fast asleep. Nothing's happening at Chelsea tonight. Um, Jane, talking of not having many players and looking a bit tired. Um, a lot of players did last night at the end. Obviously, Aaron Cuthbert put a massive shift in. As we've said, Emma's probably got two players she could rest from sort of the start in 11. Who is your priority players to rest in this game? Looking ahead to obviously we've got Man United, Man City and Arsenal coming up. Um, I honestly do not know. I think... It's tough because there's players that could be rested for all different reasons. I think if I had to pick two, it would probably be Erin and maybe Penilla. Yeah, I think harder you can rest if you start uh, Beth. Because Fran can do the job behind her. Uh, And then Erin, yeah, she is so important to us though in that midfield. Spence didn't look particularly good the other day, but Perhaps she can come into that midfield and, and replace her. Um, Dane, as we mentioned, after this game on Saturday, we've got United in the Conti Cup semi-final on Wednesday, uh, City at home on Sunday in the league, and then the following week, Arsenal in the league at home. Out of the four fixtures, where does this video game then rank in terms of the importance of it? Well, you know, when you when you when you when you know when you say it like that, you know, when you let those those teams roll off your tongue, you know, that's why. Yes, the games you want to be involved in as players, you know, it, it, it looks tough, but you'd prefer to be involved in them than obviously not. You know, it's hard when, when, you, when you're a big team as Chelsea, you know, you're expected to challenge for all the trophies each season. So you can't really take your eyes off the prize, eyes off the ball and get too complacent. But personally, for me, it's the, it's the WSL games. It, you know, we've been playing catch up, you know, the whole season to an extent, uh, just hanging on to the, you know, the coattails. And I reckon it would be a major achievement if we was to win. Uh, again, it's hard to rank, you know, but you would probably think that get through these cut games unscathed. It, it, yeah, it's hard to compare. But, you know, if, if we're going to say now, for example, which is similar to the question, if you had to pick one, you know, to go for, would you would you pick the, the Conta Cup? You know, would you, would you pick the FA Cup or would you pick the, uh, you know, the league games? It, you think as well, you know, so it's like winning the FA Cup twice in one season, which would be, a, you know, a trivial pursuit question potentially if we, uh, you know, if, if 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 we win the FA Cup again this year, it's it, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, you know, separate them all. But for me, it's the it's the league games because you know I've had to watch Arsenal, uh, I've had to watch all the you know all the adulation that they they've been getting, and you know they have done well. They're top of the league. You know, you can only win your games, only get a point and you are where you are. And at the end of the season, if you win it on one point, goal difference, whatever, you deserve to win it. So over the season, the bread and butter to me is, is the league. So I would put that as important. But, you know, 
when you're a big club, like I said, you know, each game is important and you want to win each cup. So it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, I think if you look at the team you hate least, it's probably Aston Villa out of the four. You hate United, City and Arsenal a lot more than Aston Villa. So if we were going to take one defeat, probably would have rather it to be Villa, but um, we'll take each game as it comes. And, you know, Kerry, we don't like to talk about losses or manifest that idea, but given the growth of the WSL and the strength of the teams coming up now, it probably wouldn't be the shock it was previously and a few years ago if Aston Villa do, you know, knock us out of this competition. No, as you said, like every team's like Aston Villa have heavily invested in their team and they've got a new manager. So, yeah, they they have a chance like any other team. Did they? Did they? Did they just announce another signing? Yeah, they've just signed. They've just signed um, Corsi from Kansas. International. Oh, she's quite good. Yes, that's that's too good. Well, for them, you know. I suppose I know we, we you know we all sort of, sort of said we would have went against Jill Scott, but for, for Villa that's a that's a good sign and, and Jane's probably right. She's probably thinking more, I want to play and get into the England squad. But still that's two good solid signings for them. Yeah, not the only ones sort of either looking at even from lower in the table, looking at players, you know, of better quality to improve their squads, which is great obviously for, for the English English game and the WSL in, in general because any team can sort of can be just, any team now. Uh, Brighton have just scored. Let's see, <laughs> just to make oh, everyone's day. <laughs> now we like to see goals. Now we like hope. Mm-hmm. Pal. We we like it. <laughs> yeah, we love it actually. Um, on that cheery note, then let's pick our eleven for Saturday. Um, although my predictions have been pretty bad this year, but that is down to Emma and not to me. <laughs> Um, uh, stick with 4 4 2, Muzovic in goal, Sachira Muzovic, um, because I got called out last week on my Sachira pronunciation. So there you go. Uh, Jess Carter, Millie Bright, and Nick Nguyen, and Abdelina in defence. Uh, Neve Charles, Jesse Fleming, Sophie Ingle, Guru Wrighton in midfield, and Kirby and England in attack. Um, Kerry, it leaves. Sort of harder and Cuthbert as the subs. What's your thoughts? I know you're right and only played 45 minutes, so she's going to be fresh. Um, it's obviously hard on Fran to sort of play all the time, but hopefully you've got the, the quality to get the goals and then you can take her off and bring harder on and try and manage that that sort of rotation of players is what Emma's going to have to do. But what's your thoughts on that team? I mean, that's a good team. Actually, I think ideally you want to rest any of the players that have played three games previously, for instance, Millie. So could Jess come in and they could do some something, but I'm not saying that, but I'll have Millie. But as you said, I think maybe with the page, you can't rest. Like if we're winning, then we can take them off and play whatever formation Emma wants to pick. Yeah. I think given that Magda's not about uh, Millie, mm-hmm. it's got no choice but to play. Um, Dane, you said stick with 4-4-2. That's what I think Emma's going to do as well. Mm. What's your thoughts on that team? Do you think Spence might come into that midfield and let Jesse have a rest? Yeah, Kerry made a good point. It's I, I see a, a good spine when, when Millie and Sophie are in there and I would be after resting one because I wouldn't want either to get injured. Uh, I think it would be a travesty for us if, if Millie got injured. Uh, Sophie, we can sort of like Drew Spence could easily come in and do a job for her. So I would rest. 
I would play Sophie again and rest Millie Bright. Uh, uh, so that would be Carter going at centre back. Yes, yeah, and Carter. Charles at right back. Yeah, I still have need, you know, you've got to keep with her, you know, as I said, I thought she was outstanding the other night. So, you know, you, you keep that keep that tap running, you put her back in. And like you said, I would be looking and, and telling Kirby and Harder, you know, you'll, 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 you'll be getting 45 minutes here, you know. I, I don't think they'll go to, to the extreme of, well, who wants to play the first half, who wants to play the second, but I'll be making them aware that, you know, you, you'll be sharing this time because, again, you've got to protect, you know, them... Uh, again, I completely got Abdelina wrong. You know, again, my, I didn't realise how bad we were, you know, the limitations of squad players. So I thought she'd just be eased in uh, over over the over the weeks, over the months, rather than straight away. You know, she was she was on the bench, so it would be nice to see her get a start against the tough opposition. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, again, I would have I would have I would have Carter in there uh, for Millie. Did, did I say who I was going to place replace Millie with properly? You need to put a, a right midfielder in because you've moved uh, Charles down to right back and put Carter across. So I suppose it would have to be Aaron, won't it? Uh, unfortunately, it's there's not a lot, as I said, unless someone comes out of the available. You know, again, we, we you know we discussed in the recent podcast. You know, letting Georgia Fox go. You know, she would have been another option uh, on the bench. Uh, especially on you know on, on on the flanks so it is hard it's it's hard and again you know i saw a tweet you mentioned with you know yona and she's out of contract in the in the summer and i thought she's been playing well so wow yeah so you can see why she may brought in abdelina then if if you know we don't know what's going on behind the scenes maybe she's already got a, a move lined up but yeah we are at bare bones aren't we yeah we should apologize to to yona Anderson actually because she was actually very good Yesterday, she's been one of the best players since we've come back this year. And obviously, this team rests her. Jane, what's your your thoughts on it? Would you agree with Dane bringing in, resting Millie? Or do you think she's she's got to play? I think I'd agree with the team you picked, Dean, and rest like the likes of Harder and Cuthbert. I think with Magda not being there, you can't not have Millie. I think you either have one. Like, if you've not got one, you've got to have the other. You can't have neither of them I think at the minute um so yeah I'd stick with the team you'd you pick Dean I wouldn't be surprised if uh Berger starts though instead of Musovic to be fair though Dean she's a machine isn't she Millie Bright you know we you said you thought Aaron was was blowing uh, uh quite late in the game but you don't see that with Millie you know she's she's a she's a machine and she's you know the ultimate pro and no, no player actually wants to rest anyway. No matter what you hear or say, every player wants to play every game. So she'll want to be, you know, she'll probably be upset. She won't want to be rested. But yeah, she's an ultimate, ultimate professional, absolute machine. And yeah, yeah, you know, it's us being kind to her by giving her a rest, but she probably won't want one. Yeah, she would be on the pitch with one leg, Millie mm-hmm. Bright. She's that kind of player. Um, let us know your thoughts on the team we've picked um, via Twitter, Discord, or wherever, Instagram. Uh, predictions then of your score um, I'm going to go for 2-0 again for this game um, I always have to go first write this down yeah because otherwise someone else says it and then you have to say something stupid like 7-0 um, <laughs> Jane I'll come to you next because um, you agreed I with was, my team 
I was going to go 2-0, so I'm going to have to change it. So I'll go 3-0, I'll go 1-up. 3-0. And as you're the guest, Kerry, you can go next. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I was going to say 2-0 as well, but I'll go 2-1. 2-1. So, Dave, we'll come to you. Not 2-0, not 2-1, not 3-0. 2-0 and 2-1, which, you know, I was back and forth from, you know, I think we've looked really solid, but you can just see Villa getting a scrappy goal and Benas getting another scrappy goal. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, then, I, then I'm going to be wrong because I'm not going with my heart. OK, so I'll say a 1-0. I'll say, you know, we'll win 1-0, <laughs> even, though, even though I think it's going to be 2-0 or possibly 2-1. Dane always has to get three or four predictions <laughs> said out loud. So then he says, oh, I said that. And then forgets about the other seven that he's also said. Um, let us know your prediction as well. We'll be tweeting this out on Saturday morning ahead of the game. Uh, so you will be able to tell us who you agree with and who you don't agree with, if I remember what everyone's just said. Um, sadly, that is all we've got time for tonight. We will be back on Monday to look back at all of the excitement of this game, plus look ahead to the massive Conzi Cup semi-final showdown with Manchester United. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at MoKingsMeadow, me at DMiz, Jane at JaneChapelX, Dane at DWIT9, and Kerry at Kerry Evans. We're also on Instagram at WentSmokingsMeadow. If you want a place to talk Chelsea with fellow Blues fans, then make sure you join our Discord channel every day, every game. There's lots of people in there posting about everything related to the club and women's football in general uh, when the app works. Um, and if you love what we do and want to help support the show, then please sign up to our Patreon, where a small monthly donation helps with the running cost of the show. And in return, you get early access to the podcast, some written content when I do it. And after three months, you get a nice sticker, which Dane is entitled to, actually, but hasn't put his address on his account. So he's not got one. Uh, but you can be one of a few people to have a sticker that even me and Jane don't have. That's how exclusive this sticker is. Um Kerry, thank you for, for giving up your time. I know you're very busy following Chelsea up and down the country. Uh, it'd be 151 for you on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for having me again. Yeah, looking forward to the videos of you joining in with the chant. No ifs, no buts. Mm -hmm. We want equal FA Cup. Uh, look out for them online. Uh, Jane, good to see you again. It's been a while since I've actually seen you on Zoom. Yeah, uh, no, it's been... It's been ages yeah too much of a social where... life i can't help it how dare you <laughs> to be young again it's too many wednesday games if the wednesday games weren't happening like i'd have a bit more time but because the wednesday games are happening i then have to juggle my week around yeah well we stop for a little while in a couple of weeks so we'll see you then uh, <laughs> dane always a pleasure as well to to talk chelsea with you on this podcast um yeah, big game, big game Saturday FA Cup. Mm. No men's game either, so opportunities for more fans to watch. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. And no, I've really enjoyed tonight. You know, congratulations, Kerry, on 150th game. I wish, I wish I would have counted how many I've gone to. That would be quite interesting. Uh, and and yeah, I was same about that Patreon. It was it, no, sorry, Discord. It wasn't working the other night. I was just about to come in and and sample it and get involved, and it was uh, it wasn't working. So maybe next time, mate. Such a liar. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I'll come in. I'll come in because, as you say, if if it's generally like you say, where you know people put some really, as I say, you know, sometimes 
I, I go onto Twitter just to look for news and you get sucked into all this other crap and you think, why do I bother? But, you know, if, 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 if Discord is like what you say, people are putting genuine things in there, which, which obviously helps the knowledge and things we don't know about, maybe players are injured or transfer rumours, then no, I will. I will definitely come into it. Yeah, because everything's got like a different channel and a place for it. So there's general football talk, there's transfer talk. We have a match day thread. Uh, we have an NWSL thread because there's lots of Americans in the Discord that like to talk about that late at night for us. Brothers and time. sisters, yes. Yeah, your fellow brothers and sisters there. Um, yeah, lots of different things where it's just Chelsea orientated, basically, and it's a good place on match day to be. Um, so, yeah, if you do want to join, the link is in the description box to this episode. Uh, good luck to Chelsea on Saturday. I hope everyone enjoys the game. It is live on BBC. Am I right? Yeah. Or it's on the red oh. button. Oh, no. I don't think it's on TV. Um, oh, I don't know. Surely, if it's on, it's the only game on Saturday that's done no, that for a reason, Villas, right? All Villa's home games get played on Saturday. Oh, this is annoying. <laughs> it, it's going to be on somewhere, surely. If not, Kerry's going to live stream it from the game, yeah, like from the ground. <laughs> so just follow her on Twitter. I know Arsenal and Lion, Lionesses City are on the BBC on Sunday. I think that's the only game. It's on the FA... Oh, no. It's not on the FA player. I'm sure I saw a picture of it and it said BBC Red Button. Uh, I'm just trying to have a look. Anyway, by the time you listen to this, you'll probably know. I think, yeah. yeah this game on Hopefully, knows. it's somewhere where we can actually watch it. Um, Brighton still lead Arsenal 1-0, so fingers crossed at the end of the <clears> game. <throat> that remains the same. And until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.